I'm glad Bob told the story that he told. Um, um, obviously, I've heard it before, but the interesting thing is um, I've been connected to the jail for many, many years, and I wanted to get in the jail. I wanted to talk to people in the jail, and um, I had to go through the previous chaplain, and I had a lot of conversations with her, and in order for me to actually get in the jail and actually talk to people, I had to agree to things that morally I did not agree with. I had to agree to viewpoints that I would never agree to, and, and unfortunately, that cost me many, many years of not being able to go to the jail because it was, you can go into the jail when and if you do this, this, and this, and this, and I couldn't do those things. Um, I just was not able to do those things because of the stands I have made. Um, and so um, it was funny because he's praying to get into the jail, and the advice I got from the staff here and from everybody I knew was then you should pray for her to be replaced. So he's looking for a job, starving to death. Um, I'm praying her out, and uh, Bob and I had got to know each other. And so we, we were friends, and so the night he called me and told me that he was going to be applying for the job or was going to be getting the job, I was pretty excited about that um, because I knew that there was going to be no compromise, that I could go into the jail and do what I needed to do, and, and that's pretty awesome. And because of that relationship, that's, that's why Vanessa is here tonight, and that's why so many of you are actually here is because I was actually able to go in and have a conversation with you in jail. So I met a lot of you in stripes before I met you in street clothes. Amen? Right. Q, congratulations. Right. All right. Congratulations. Yeah, I can see you back there. Uh-huh. It's funny because the ones that annoy you the most, right? When, you, when we were saying goodbye yesterday, I was getting extremely choked up. Um, and and the, the funny thing is, is he wasn't, um, I, I'm going to talk about you in front of you, okay? So the funny thing is he was very annoying, very needy, but it was all things that he needed to make himself be set up for success. So it was just uh, every day I need this and this. It was like, holy cow. You're exhausting. But as Tommy and I were talking about it yesterday and again this morning, all the things were because he wanted to change. So it was always something, it was always something to help him do better in something he was doing. And so that's a good thing. So congratulations. I'm looking forward to uh, um, just hanging out with you in a whole different level, right? You did promise me and Tommy steaks, so we're going to hold you to that one. All right, so we're going to continue uh, really tonight in Hebrews 11. This is our, actually our third week in it. We will finish it tonight, period, promise you. Um, we're going to start in verse 20. Um, but as I was reading through it, and, and we're talking about the hall of faith, and all these people being confident. So the, obviously the title of the study tonight is Being Confident. I wanted to share Philippians 1, 6. It says, being confident of this, he... And who is he? God. He who has begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it. Amen? That's the bottom line. So I didn't have to compromise at the jail. I just had to be patient. I just had to wait. You know, like he said, slowly and suddenly. And it was slowly for 10 years. 
10 years, it was like, I can't get in there. And then it was suddenly. It happened really quickly. Um, Michelle and I watched um, uh, Shawshank Redemption last night. <clears throat> she had never seen it. Uh, Frank Darabont, the, the gentleman that wrote and directed it, is a huge supporter of the bridge. He's a huge supporter of what we do here. Uh, Michelle and I consider him and his wife to be friends. Um, they love people in recovery. They love what's going on here. And so Michelle had never seen it, so we decided to watch it last night. And, and I think probably everybody has seen it at least once, if not more than once. I've seen it many, many, many times. Um, but I was sitting there today uh, thinking, and I was thinking when Andy Dufresne asked for a rock hammer, right? We know that Morgan Freeman, who can get anything, right? We all know those guys, right? Can get anything. Was able to get him the rock hammer, and he said, well, and, and he was like, well, what does it look like? And are you going to try to claw your way out of prison with it? He said, no, no, you'll, you'll laugh when you see it and you'll understand why, no. And, you know, and so the comment was it would take you like, I don't know, it said like 30 years or whatever to, to chisel your way out of this prison with that little hammer, right? So it wasn't even a consideration for him, but for Andy Dufresne, the character, he took that little hammer with the faith that he had, the confidence that he had that he would Someday, I'm not, I am not condoning or justifying prison breaks, jail breaks. I don't want to get a call from the commander, Dorgan, tomorrow, or sergeant now, or Sergeant Dorgan saying, hey, all these people trying to scrape their way out of my new, because all the inmates got moved to the new jail this week. So the new jail is open. So it was probably a lot easier to get to the old jail. This new jail is state-of-the-art. Um, but what I'm saying is that, that he believed in something, and it didn't matter how little the hammer was or how big the dream was, a little bit at a time. He chipped away, and he chipped away, and he chipped away, and Jacob asked question after question after request after request after request to get free, to be able to do something, to be able to move on with his life. And I think that is all of us. We have to take that little bitty hammer and we have to find the place to start and we have to be willing to start and willing to not give up and just start chipping away at those things that are keeping you from having the life that God has for you. Those things that are keeping you from doing what you need to do, from completing school or getting a job or getting back with your family or getting sobriety length under your belt about restoring your marriage, restoring relationships with your family, your kids, your aunts, your uncles, whoever. You have to start somewhere and you have to begin to chip away. Yeah, it showed him every day he would walk out into the yard and he would empty a little bit of rubble out of his pocket. But over that 16 or 20 years, I think it was 21 years, um, don't quote me, Sorry if I get it wrong, Frank. Um, he was able to, a little bit of time, break through that wall and achieve freedom, right? So, but we have to look at it like that. And when we go through a text or a scripture like Hebrews, the hall of faith, it's these people that had this little bit of faith that did these really big things because that's all it takes is the belief that you can do it 
And before long, if you keep up, you keep that up. You, you can do it. If you stick to a diet, you what? You lose weight, right? That, I'm telling that to myself, right? You know? Right? I, but I like eating too much, right? I, I do. I, you know, you know, Bob and Bob and I, we just love to eat. We just, you know, too much. So I'm just, if you, so somebody was telling me the other day they wanted to invite Bob out to lunch. So I'm just going to lay it out for you guys. Bob loves to go out for lunch, right, Bob? Amen. All right. So Bob loves barbecue, right? Right? I was recently blessed with a gift certificate for barbecue. So if you want to go out for barbecue with Bob, it's going to cost you about a hundo plus 20, about 120 bucks. Because we, uh, you know, and that's me too, Tommy. We can eat barbecue. So I would encourage you to invite Bob out for lunch. Save a few days before you go. It's not cheap. But if that's something you want to do, begin to chip away at that. Amen, Bob? Right? So we go up and we order $121 worth of meat. Ready for this? And three Diet Cokes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Bob, like, did we just order $121 worth of meat and three Cokes? Diet Coke? I said, we did. And I'm okay with that. All right. So just be committed to what you're doing. It may be a long time. It may happen slowly. It may happen quickly. I don't know, but we have to be committed. Amen? So verse 20, it was by faith that Isaac promised a blessing for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. Now, if you promise your son a blessing, right, in, when you get older, when you get older, this thing is going to happen. That alone, you know, that's, that's a wait, right? That's, that's a long time. You know, I promise you by the time you do this, you know, by the time you have grandkids or great-grandkids, that's, that's not just a minute. That's a long period of time. So it takes faith to believe that, to maybe watch it not happening on the time frame that you think it should be happening, but still believe that it's going to happen, right? As Andy scraped away at that, that mortar night after night, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, he believed that he would get through, and he did, but we have to be faithful in what we're doing. And we have to continue to do what we do, whether we see the result we think we're going to see or not. Because it doesn't happen overnight, does it? I mean, it's, it's a process, right? So it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and um, bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. So, it was, you know, he's basically, dude's old. Right? He's, he, even at that age, he's going to promise things out. You know, I promise people stuff all the time. When Mark was the manager at, at the bridge, we would set people down in front of us, whether they just came out of prison, just came out of jail, just walked in off the street. And I make this promise to this day. If you do everything you are asked for one year, no cheating, no shortcutting, you're going to do just fine. Amen. And I believe that to this day. Now, if you decide you want to go out and do something stupid, then my, my promise is off the table because you, not because my promise is no good, because you removed it and you replaced it with something else. Yeah, I want what you offer, but then I want to do this too. It doesn't work that way. 
You know, if you want what God has, you got to get everything else, right? If you want to find your life, what does Scripture say you have to do what first? You got to lose it. I'm not in charge anymore. I've screwed it up. You know, I got sober at 40. What a bummer. When you get sober at 40, you're like, man, I'm halfway, I'm halfway to the old folks home. What am I going to do now? Right? You got to lean on God, and God will give you something to do that will amaze you immensely. All right? So it was by faith when Joseph was about to die, he said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. It said he, it said, he said it with what? He said it with confidence. So he believed it. And it's okay, and I've said that before, if you have a relationship with God, it's okay to be expectant that he is going to bless you. You can expect things to change. Not just like, oh, you know, I've been doing really good. I've been reading my Bible. I've been going to church. I've been loving God's people, and I, I really hope that my life changes. No, you should expect it. Don't just, don't just be all wishy-washy and, oh, I hope this. and I, No, get busy. If you believe God's promises and you are determined and you are chipping away, you should expect it, right? You should expect it, right? Not just like, well, I really hope things change. Well, no, come on. Things will change, but you need to expect it, all right? It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child. I just love that. I wonder how many parents think, well, I got a really unusual child, right? Man, you know, but nobody thinks that everybody's thinking, you know, my, my baby is so cute, right? So my kids are great. Well, I hope they are. Um, so I just, I've always thought that was funny, that they had given him an unusual child. And, and, and they were afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, right? I, and I'm going to go back a little bit. When, 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 when Joseph was about to die, he was so confident that they would be leaving Egypt that he said, not if we leave Egypt, he said, when we leave Egypt, grab my what? Does anybody know? Grab my bones because I'm dead. Now, what kind of faith is that? That something's going to happen after you die and you're so confident in that that you say, when, when, not if you guys, when you guys leave, just go grab my bones, throw them on, and go take them to where I ask you to take them, right? That's faith, right? Not, well, I hope you guys get out, or I really hope it works out. I hope you can figure something out. No, when you leave, grab my bones, take them with you, because I don't want to be buried here, right? So do we have the confidence that we need, Right? And, and I'm telling you to be confident. I'm telling you to be confident, not to be cocky, but to be confident. No, God is going to change my life. I am not going to be the same old person that I've always been. I'm going to be different. I'm going to do something different, and things are going to change because I know they are, and I know they are because God's word said that they would change. But God calls us to be ready. He calls us to be expectant. He calls us to be watchful because we know the... You know, we know that we have an enemy, you know. You know, I'm, I'm, he comes to do what? He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but God comes to give you life and give you life more what? So that's an expectation, isn't it? So right there in that scripture, John 10, 10 alone, there's an expectation that your life is going to be lived more abundant than it was, right? Because 
And that, for, if, it's funny because for a lot of us, that's, that's, not a big, that's not a big jump, right? If you've just come out of jail or prison, it's not a big jump, right? It's pretty easy for God. Anything was better than that, right? You know, Bob was telling me today that, 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 uh, that in the old jail, they have, like, they have the dorms, and there's like 80, 90 people just walking around all day doing whatever you want, playing cards, right? Those of you who've been in there, right? But now everybody's locked down into like two-man sales, and you're out like an hour and a half a day. And they're hating life, right? They, they hate it. They, they absolutely hate what they're doing. And I say there's a good point to that because then good get out, do something different. Amen? Do something that is going to change your life. Do something then that you're going to be happy about. If you don't want to live in a two-man cell and only be at 90 minutes a day, Get out, do something different. Plug into a church, find somebody, right? That's why it's our job. If we go to Matthew 28, 19, it says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Vanessa, something that she's pledged to herself since she came back from Israel is to go out and start talking to people or sharing her testimony. Tell somebody what God has done in your life, what you're doing. Why, why am I different? Why are things different in my life? Well, because I'm doing this. There's nothing magical about what we're doing. We're coming together as a group of believers. We're worshiping Jesus in worship and in word, and we're giving each other hope, right? I know you're tired, but pick up that little hammer and start digging away, right? That song, This Little Light of Mine, right? It's described as a what light? Little light, but it's still going to do what? Right? It's going to shine. That's what it's about. Once you get that little bit of light in your eyes, that laughter back, that joy back, let it shine, let it rip, let it roar, keep on digging, get more strength, get a bigger hammer, right? You can pound a tent stake with a little bit of hammer, a little bitty hammer, but it's easier if you get a sledgehammer, right? So at some point in time, I would recommend grabbing a sledgehammer and get busy. Start knocking the stuff out of your life that you don't want and get busy with what you do want. I want to go back to school. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, I want to get married. I want to get a job. I want to get a car. I want my driver's license back. I see all that stuff every day, and we get to watch that happen every day, right? Claudia, um, she told me when she came in, she was a bass player. I'm like, what? What? So Bob brought a bass today or the other day, and, and I just gave her a bass, and I, I promise you I'm looking forward to hearing that thump, 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 that thumping. Right? We get her up here, right? Just jamming away, right? That's cool. That's, that's I want to do something different. I'm tired of being homeless. I'm tired of being on the streets. I'm tired of banging. I'm tired of, you know, I, I want something different for my life. And we can look at these people in the scripture and say, they all they did was have a little bit of faith, and God followed them through that. Amen? Amen. Verse 24, and I better get moving. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused. I said that to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead enjoying the fleeting pleasure of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own treasures in Egypt. So we know the position he was in. He could have done whatever he wanted, right? I'm the man. I'm in charge, right? I'm going to enjoy all of the trappings of being in charge. Is that what he did? No. No, he believed that God's people would be let out of Egypt and that they would go. We know that they did. We know that they left. And we know, also know 
how many awesome and symbolic things happened for them to get out of there, and they're not out, they're not out of there very long, and they already forgot. Oh, did you forget the Red Sea just parted? Oh, did you forget the armies of the Pharaoh were swallowed up? Oh, did you forget, you know, did you forget, did you forget there was manna from heaven? Did you forget there were quells and leaks? Did you, did you, what? Your, your clothes never wore out? Your shoes never wore out? Did you forget, did you forget that water came out of a rock? Right? Yeah, we forget, right? We do, we do. We get caught up in our own things. We forget all the really good things that God has done for us. At, at the bridge this morning, I asked the guys, so I'll go around the room and share something that has changed in their life. So there are times when we have to stop, and we have to say, yeah, I'm caught up in the day-to-day of life, but what about my life is different? What is God doing in my life? How is my life better than it was? And in just a matter of minutes, you're going to be able to write a lot of things down and go, oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I f- and I forgot about. Oh, and I forgot about. Oh, I forgot about. Oh, oh, I forgot about that too. Because there are so many things that God has done in your life. So many times He's saved your bacon, and uh, another food reference. There we go. Um, so, but how many times has He saved us? Right. So we have to just at times stop and say, these are the things that God has done in my life. There were times in your life when you begged, just let me get let me get sober. Then you get sober, and God does things in your life, and then you start finding the things that you still that you still complain about, which you haven't got yet. Come on, really? Think about the things you have to be grateful for. Think about the things that God is doing in your life, and and how your life is changing. And that's how you stay in the game, and that's how you keep chipping away to get out to get to that place. Because one day you are going to get your license back or you are going to graduate or you are going to get your daughter back or you are going to get your son back. Amen? Because it happens. I see it all the time. You know, I just got a diploma. I just got my, I just, you know, we all, we all know Anthony. We spent uh, over a year with him. You know, he has custody of both of his kids now. He has a job. He's living in Sacramento. You know? And it was that daily just like, ugh, drudging and dragging and digging, thinking you're never going to see the end of it because it seemed immeasurable. But by faith, we keep going. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when Egypt, the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned, just like I just said. They saw that, and they're like, Oh, what, oh, well, what has God done in my life? Well, remember the whole thing where the Red Sea parted and you guys just walked across it and then it closed on the Egyptians and then they weren't following anymore, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I think all of us have those, oh, yeah, I, I, oh, I, I prayed to get out of jail. Well, not only are you out of jail, you're in a program. Maybe you have five or six months of sobriety. Maybe you're doing some really good things. Maybe your family is starting to talk to you again. Think about that. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that, Right? There's that, right? But to know these things, we need to be in God's word and understand and look at people that have gone before us, that have done that, that make us want to be successful. No, I want to do that. I want to be like her or him. I, I, I think I can do that. You know, I was, I was shocked, and I say this all the time, when I was sitting outside at the men's conference, I would have bet $1 billion dollars I don't have a billion dollars, but I would have bet it anyway that I would have never seen Julio Ramirez 
after he graduated, come back to a men's conference, pay his own hard-earned money with his baby. I'm like, I, I told Tommy, I go, I, mean, he, I go, I, who is my hero? Right? And, the, and those of you who have known mine and his relationship, that's something that would never came out of my mouth. I wanted to beat him every day. I, really? But then to say, to then watch him come back with a baby in a stroller feeding baby food to his daughter at the men's conference, I was like, this, is, this only happens in God's economy, right? I'm like, seriously? It's crazy. Made my day. That was, to me, that was probably the best part of the whole conference right there, that, just that moment watching that. And then here comes Nate with Nate's baby. And I'm like, come on. God, you're just like, this is awesome. You have these two guys that I met in jail who have come out of jail, have become really good fathers, and they're still plugging in. Right? Amen. It doesn't get better than that, at least for me. That's, that's my excitement in my life. You know, don't want to have too, too much excitement in my age. Bob and I are the same age, by the way, just so you all know that. So how old are we, Bob? 35-ish? 35-ish. That's all right. Have you ever heard of a Christian lie? All right, or uh, like a little bit untruth? All right. So how much more do I need to say it would take too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Simeon, Sophia, David, Samuel, the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms and ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions they quenched the flames of fire. They escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness turned to strength. They became strong in battle. They put armies, the whole armies that they fought with, right? Amen. This is amen stuff. Amen? Right? This is, this is your story. I got out of jail. I went through probation. I got my driver's license. I got a job. My felonies were dismissed. I got my kids back, right? This is good stuff. Is it not? You know? It's awesome. You know, I'm work- I had lunch with Ernst. Ernst is my hero, right? All right. I had lunch with Ernst. Ernst, I'm like, how did I know? Have I known Ernst this long? And no, we are so much alike, right? Nope. Not very many people like Korean food, right? Because it's fermented and it's stinky and... You know, so I, you know, unless you know me, you don't, you know, I mean, so when I get picked up by Ernst and he's like, where do you want to eat? We went out for lunch on Friday and I'm like, dude, I'm all about the Korean food. But I've taken some of the pastors here to Korean food and they're like, ooh, what is this place? It smells funny in here. I had one of them say, I would never take my, do you take your wife here? I would never take my wife here. Oh yeah, I take my wife here all the time. Take my kids here. My son's wife's mother is the cook here. Or she was. She, she's passed away since. But Ernst is like, what about Korean food? I'm like, oh, man, you are my hero. Right? But, but what Ernst and I were talking about is, is his willingness and wanting to get employers together. Like, he's, he's got a bunch of employers in Salinas that want to hire people in recovery. Right? They want to give them that second chance. They want to give them that opportunity. Right? 
So those are our stories coming to fruition in a positive way. So this, like I said, this is our battle. This is our fight. And we have people like Ernst and Coach, all of us fighting, right? Fighting, reaching out, trying to help us. And that's, that's a good thing. And they're doing that because it's the right thing. They're doing that because they're men of Christ, right? Is that what it, and that's what it's about. It's about doing what God has called you to do to bless other people. All right. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at. Some of their backs were cut, open with whips. They were chained and they were in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. Now, I, I promise you, I'm pretty sure, that none of you are going to leave here and be sawed in half for your faith. I'm pretty, I feel pretty safe in saying that, right? I, I do. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think any of you are going to be stoned when you leave with rocks, you know? Some of you might, you know? I don't know. Plenty of, plenty of us have been stoned. People always say, well, Michelle never got stoned, did she? Oh, yeah, we used to get stoned all the time, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. But that just shows that we came from the same place, right? That we were delivered by Christ to be able to do the work that we're doing. So we're the same. Jail, homelessness. Do we fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We fight. We argue. We, we have disagreements. But we do the best that we can to live a God-centered life to be able to show other people that there's a different way. So... Um, Others were killed with a sword. Some went without wearing skins of sheep and goats, uh, disputed and oppressed, mistreated. They too were, they were too good for this world, wandering over the deserts and mountains and hiding in caves and holes in the ground. Those people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised, for God had something better for us in mind that they would not reach perfection without us. You know, so what is God's plan for your life? I don't know. But you're not going to find out if you don't keep chiseling away at it. Keep moving, keep digging, keep finding out what, what does God have for me? Where is my life going to go? What am I going to do? Am I ever going to get out of here? Do I have to keep going back to jail? Right? I was talking to Shirley today because, you know, she's like me. We, I always look at the new arrests, the recent arrests. So it's Tommy. It's like, oh, again and again and again. And, and, and I always know when I see certain people, they're going to start calling me. I'm ready this time, Mike. I'm really, I know I wasn't ready the last six times. <laughs> or was it seven? No, it was eight. But I'm really ready now. But that doesn't have to be us. You don't have to give up your spot. You don't have to give up your sobriety. You don't have to give up your seat. You need to hold on to what you have. You need to fight for what you have. And you need to keep on moving on. I mean, keep on showing up. Keep on worshiping Christ. Keep on. The biggest thing that we can do here is to encourage one another. When I come in here on a Monday night, no matter how good or how bad of a day I've had, especially if I've not had a great day or if I'm tired or whatever, and I see people coming in, I am so encouraged. You guys so lift me up and encourage me by just showing up and praising God together so that we together, unified 
as the body of Christ can encourage one another so that we can live those changed lives. I love nothing better than to see somebody come out of jail, go through a program, and go from being a subordinate to being a friend. You know, Angel and I are, you know, we're friends now. You know, we met in jail, he did what he did, and now, you know, we're friends. You know, that's the good thing, is to watch somebody come through that and walk through that or walk through that with them to the other side. Are you perfect yet? No. Okay, none of us are. I am not. So, but we have to encourage one another to keep on going, keep on moving forward. Don't give up. Don't, don't ever stop trying. You know, try something new, try something different, but keep going. You know, if, you're, uh, if, if your arms get tired, there are people around you to help hold them up. Do you know what I'm saying? That's what it's about. We're supposed to help one another out. We're supposed to pray for one another. And we're supposed to believe in one another. Amen? Amen? So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We ask you to bless each and every person here. Lord, thank you for the sobriety that's represented in this room tonight. Lord, thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.